Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. All right, Dr. Prince, thank you for being here today. We're so excited to hear about where you come from. So where did you get started in allergy? Well, I started back in the early 90s. I was uh, finishing an internal medicine residency and, and completed a chief residency year and uh, was looking actually at, at uh, pulmonary programs. I was thinking more of doing pulmonary critical care, and I was good friends with Dr. Overholt. He encouraged me to, to at least try an interview uh, in allergy immunology, and, and I went on one interview and fell in love. Wow. So here we are. That's amazing. So how many years have you been at it now? Uh, 20, 28 years now. Wow. So I'm counting, sure... Counting fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> now, where did you go to school? Well, I did my uh, medical school at the University of Tennessee in Memphis, and then I did internal medicine residency at the uh, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga-Erlanger Hospital, and then my allergy in Augusta, Georgia. Okay, so Dr. Christian actually went to Augusta, Georgia That's as right. well. He... I helped recruit him uh, back from <laughs> Georgia. It's, it's a large clinical program where you do some research, but a lot more patient uh, intervention and a large population of, of rare cases as well, too. So it was a good exposure to come back to Knoxville and, and be ready for, for anything that comes our way. Yeah. So why do you do what you do? What makes you want to be um, an allergist? Well, I'm very passionate about it. It's uh, Immunology is a fascinating field. And, of course, we need all the allergists we can get in East Tennessee. We don't compete against the other practices because we're all so busy. We just need all the help that we can get. Uh, but I think immunology is a fascinating field. I, I, most immunology, uh, most programs don't have good immunology training because the allergist and the immunologist are out in the community and working in, in ambulatory uh, care clinics and not in the hospitals. So they don't get the exposure. We do have residents that uh, rotate from the University of Tennessee with us. But it's a, it's a very short rotation, and we just don't have a chance to teach them all the immunology they need to know for, for practicing in the, in the, envir- in the community. Mm-hmm. And I know your patients see you in the clinic as their mm-hmm. physician, but you also like to do a lot of education pieces, like presentations. Do you care to tell me a little bit about that? Well, we, uh, all, of our, our, all of our partners at the Allergy Asthma Sinus Center, all the physicians are, are associate professors, that, that uh, entitles you to giving a couple of lectures every year to the UT residents. And I'll do a, a, a grand rounds about every, every five to 10 years on a, on a subject. Um, but uh, yeah, teaching's a big part of this, uh, this specialty and, and, and teaching uh, not only uh, physicians, other physicians, but nurse practitioners and PAs as well too. Mm-hmm. So now I understand that there's so many different physicians within the Allergy Asthma and Sinus Center. Do you care to go in a little more in depth about what's new in allergy? Well, there the probably the biggest change, the two biggest changes I have seen in my 27 years. One is the administration of gamma globulin. Uh, it's an IV supplement that you give people who don't make enough antibodies. Uh, and that changing from doing almost all of the cases were given intravenously uh, to being able to do them subcutaneously right up under the skin. This allowed patients not only to, to administer their, their uh, gamma globulin at home, 
but also to have uh, at least tenfold less side effects from the treatments and it kept their, keeps their antibody levels higher uh, so that it prevents infection. And now this is all across the board. You're seeing this in all offices. Well, it depends on who, who adopts that therapy. Uh, I tend to see a few more of those patients because I have uh, the practices provided me with extra staff uh, to do the training and also the amount of paperwork that goes to, through it. Uh, the other big change that's occurred have been the biologics, and this is happening in almost every specialty. A biologic is an artificial human antibody made in the laboratory, and they pick out a specific target for that biologic to hit, and it'll generally just go in and block that one bad thing or stimulate a good thing and uh, leave the rest of the body alone. We call that the silver bullet for those of you old enough to remember the Lone Ranger. Uh, but I would also call it a laser-guided treatment where it's going to go in and, and do what it's supposed to do. Uh, and then the, re the remaining antibodies that don't attach to their target just gets passed through the kidneys. So tends to be a very safe but extremely effective therapy for asthma and some of the rare, um, from some of the rare uh, asthma, dermatitis, atopic dermatitis, nasal polyposis. Uh, and some of the rare uh, conditions causing hereditary swelling that people have. And what kind of biologics are used in practice in the clinic? Well, we have several that we use. Uh, most of them are related to asthma, but also atopic dermatitis and to nasal polyposis. Uh, the ones used for hereditary angioedema, it's a very rare condition, although we, we probably have more in our practice as a whole than any other practice in the country. Uh, just because our, we have so many offices and our and our referral base is so large. Yes, and do you care to touch on what offices you go to? I go to three offices. I go to our Maryville office, the Knoxville Wisegarber office, and the Athens, Tennessee office. Great, so you have a very wide territory. Uh, it, it is. It's, uh, it makes a lot of fun. It breaks the week up and... Uh, allows me to, to stay busy. Yeah, so I don't think some of our listeners really understand just how broad the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center is. Is it all across um, Tennessee? Uh, mainly from middle to east Tennessee. We're in, uh, we have 46 total offices that'll continue to grow probably. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not sure exactly how many in Tennessee. We have several in the Tri-Cities area. Mm -hmm. We have several uh, in the Knoxville area. And then of course the middle Tennessee uh, Nashville area, we have several offices. Great. Um, also, I have to ask you, what do you like to do in your spare time? I know you've talked all about allergies and you as a great physician and you're educating every single day. So what do you like to do just to take a minute just to relax? Well, I, I love to exercise and uh, I've, I've gotten, my wife and I have gotten fixated, fixated on the Peloton bicycle, but I'm doing a lot of work in, in what we call the smart office. We're we're going to bring artificial intelligence and augmented reality into into the allergy practice. Oh my goodness! The augmented reality is a is a clip we put on a pair of glasses that will project a, a computer screen to the onto the retina of the user uh, that will virtually appear next to the patient's face, and we can it will follow hand signals and and we're able to enter data into that uh, into that um, artificial. Uh, into that virtual computer and uh, then the artificial intelligence will start to track 
what we're doing and, and what drugs we order and things like that. It'll start learning what each practitioner does for each patient. It'll also have all the patient's data right there next to their face. Uh, will allow you to walk out of the room and come back a week later. And as soon as it, it reads the, it has facial recognition to read the patient's face and it'll, it'll uh, pull that patient's chart up when you look at their face. So anybody in the practice that has those glasses will be able to identify a, a patient as they walk into the office. Uh, and then the augmented reality will also help us place the skin test and also help us read those skin tests. Uh, it can read the diameter of the, of the wheel, which is the swelling of the skin test, and the flare, which is the redness of the skin test, as well as measure the temperature change that has occurred with that positive skin test. So it's gonna rule out the majority of false negatives uh, uh, and false positives for that matter. It's gonna be a more accurate way to determine whether or not that's a true positive test or not. Wow, I mean, I absolutely am mind blown and I'm sure so many people yeah. will be as well. So do you care to tell me a little bit about how that technology goes into place? Well, it's taken a lot of work. There's, uh, I've got uh, 24 patents pending. We've got, we've got a full patent on uh, a skin testing syringe and the method that we use that skin test. And that's a patent that's been awarded and uh, two patents that have been awarded and are currently pending worldwide uh, approval for those. So we think it's gonna change how we test uh, and again, you have more data points. So with the syringe, you have an ability to, to make sure you inject the exact amount at the same depth with every single test and every single patient. Uh, and then those tests will be read by the augmented reality glasses uh, or tablet we haven't established. We have a tablet that reads the skin test. We have an augmented reality set of glasses that will virtually tell the nurse where to place the skin test, uh, both scratch test and intradermal. And then we have uh, a multi-tester that's being built right now. Uh, it'll test for 10 allergens at the same time. Uh, the method we plan to get patented or is, uh, patents pending on it, it will be to pull the skin up and break the skin on the upswing. This allows you to prevent any type of downward pressure so when, you, when you're comparing it to from one practitioner to the next, uh, it doesn't matter if they don't push down hard enough or if they push down too hard. Uh, the skin is, is broken as the skin is pulled up, so there's no downward pressure. So it's gonna be the same depth of scratch with the same amount of pressure every time they do it. And this is what we call reproducibility. You want the same results from different nurses at different times on the same patient. So you, you generally with the studies, they, they have the patient go in three separate rooms and get tested by three separate, separate nurses and see how reproducible those results are. And the, and the preliminary studies show that ours is, is, has very high reproducibility, maybe as high as 95, 96%, which is really high. So now this is already approved. Well, it's not approved yet. We got the patents that have been registered uh, some are, are I've, we've sent off for full patent. Uh, some are what we call a patent in progress, and that, that allows you to make changes for a year without anybody stealing your technology. Well, that just goes to show how much technology is 
definitely affecting healthcare. Well, and we're going to have to catch up too. We're also working on on different methods of of remote medicine and and practicing uh, telemedicine as well too. Because you can you can you can have instruments that can be used at home that will will deliver an exam or uh, uh, sometimes test results uh, uh, from the home itself. So that's going to change things. We we might have offices as a uh, might be obsolete one of these days we wow. might, might, might be all home care that's amazing that just goes to show how busy you've been in the past <laughs> what year or so during the pandemic uh we i've been working on this for about three years now. wow yeah. well that's amazing yeah. i'm so glad that you shared that with me what else are you like to do in your spare time well uh, i have a cabin on the lake so we spend a lot of time on the water my wife and i do we like to travel as well too that's great thank you so much dr prince this is great um i'll be excited to have you on the next show great thank you thank you we hope you've enjoyed this episode of let's clear the air please consider following this podcast and remember if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma our allergy experts are here to clear the air